The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Pretty cool, I got the keys ready to come in and only come for music. Tony. What's his name, Tony? Lois could never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh, no, you wanted to play little dude instead. Aquaman's a hero! What's better than number one looks like? I guarantee you blows the load like a shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble. It's that time again. Fantastic Forum in the mornings. We are here live on allgames.com as usual. We are bringing you a show today dedicated to my 14-year-old niece. We're going to give her a little bit of a tips on what anime to binge watch now that we're in a time of isolation. If you have any any suggestions yourself, you can put them in chat. Um, on the line with me is Joe. One of my cohorts here. Hey, what's up? And uh, Larry might or might not be on. He's he's working. He's in the front lines. And Oz is... Really important shit. <laughs> yeah. Oz is... Our bonders and nurses. Yeah. Uh, yep. So, yeah, so we'll have that. I'm going to be reviewing... The book Friday, we talked about it this past Wednesday from a weird news story, and I figured out it's a new comic book. So I read it, I bought it twice, and uh, <laughs> I bought it twice, Joe, because I, <laughs> I I paid the five bucks, you know, and then I, mm-hmm. didn't, I didn't hit download. I figured in my receipt it would do download, hit the download link, and then I could download it after, you know, to make... They wanted to make sure that, uh, that I bought it, you know, and it turns right. out that wasn't the case, but I'll explain that later. In the meantime, I would like to thank the All Games community and Sky Room for giving us this opportunity, as Larry says, and, uh, yeah. So, yeah, there's that. Um, we got a little bit of news for you, too. 
in the meantime, if you do want to call in, feel free. All you have to do is do what the lady tells you. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. Yeah, so I, I'm signed into the Fantastic Forum Skype, so I can take calls. I can't guarantee that Joe won't get hung up on, but <laughs> but I can take calls. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have no practice with this. Uh, like, yeah, I just, I don't. I don't know why. Uh, I've never really been the technical guy around here, you know? I'm more of the idea dude, but here we are dealing with technical stuff. Uh, Tyreclon Chat says, so Maryong is out there open in the middle of the corona. He's taking one for the team. I hope he's wearing that prote- all that protection. And uh, Joe, you told him he's got the Superman mask. Yeah, he's got that. I would post a picture of a Superman mask, but he's not wearing a shirt in it, so I don't think he'd like that. <laughs> right. Imagine if I just did it and then he just looks in chat and sees a picture of us. I think we would right. we would not be fantastic for him anymore. I um, think everyone's dress code is a little relaxed since yeah. the corona <laughs> yeah. break. <laughs> yeah. I I've I still wear jeans, but it, it's not every day. It's mainly it's mainly cargo shorts right now like those are the the ones i can feel comfortable in but definitely no shoes <laughs> uh, unless it's cold then i wear shoes uh, right but yeah it's been really weird lately i know I like some days it's like super like kind of chill and some days it's hot and yeah it's yeah but it, the weird thing is that it's going back and forth yeah like days of hot and then three days of cold and too hot again and yeah yeah uh tire claw says yeah i think you want to spare the the chat of his bare hairy chest with a laugh emoji uh <laughs> also say that he picked up this check from work earlier this morning and that he's lucky to have a job that is paying its employees during this troubling times. Yeah, that's great, Tiger Claw. And especially with some, a lot of companies I know are trying not to pay their employees. Yeah. So it's cool you have like a stand-up company that is. Yeah. But, though Burns wonders how long they can afford to do that. Yeah. You know, and it kind of reminded me to to really like remember how we were talking about setting up like a production company and incorporating fantastic forum as a production thing so that we can actually have paperwork backing shit up like expenses and all these things. Yeah. I still think we should do that. Yeah. Well, if we would have done that, we could have actually applied for the, the, the payroll protection plan and gotten paid to do these, uh, you know, daily shows. Without having to pay nice. it back, because it's like a grant, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a forgivable loan, so it, it's it would have been buy comics free on Comicsology. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe for the next pandemic, we'll we'll have that set up. Right. 
But By yeah. the way, shout out to Comicsology. Like, I just bought like forty-seven more comics. Dang. For free. <laughs> Anything but of note? I am studying the crap though, but yeah, it's awesome. So many free comics. My digital library is just growing and growing. Man, that's uh, yeah. I I found an old SD card with a bunch of comics on it. Like, I remember when it when I transferred it to the SD card, it took like two hours to. <laughs> so like wow. So I have like everything of the initial Max imprint, like Marvel Max. Like right. I had all everything there, and then I have like every Amazing Spider-Man from one to one to seven hundred. Yeah, I'm man, sure like that, that was that is awesome. Yeah, the only problem was when you try to load it into the Kindle reader. Like, the Kindle reader is a great reader. It's just not a great, powerful machine. So, transferring files and ha- having to process all that takes a while, <laughs> and I don't have the patience for it. Um, right. But other than that, like, I mean, I, my computer now is kind of a tablet and it's, you know, the Surface Pro with the detachable keyboard. So it's like a bigger tablet so I can read it like that. I was actually reading Stephen King's autobiography uh, like that on that computer yesterday. And it was a pretty good experience. And it's still a computer, too. So that that's cool, too. But. But the reading aspect was cool. I like that. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So it, it's even, even like. So I can imagine that book being pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it is because it does like, it, it it jumps from little time periods, but within like his childhood. So like he'll talk about something and then jump from you know let's say it's from May to to June to like October. You know what I mean? So it's a little, mm-hmm. little like in, uh, it feels like almost a montage, but it talks about his brother, how he was raised, you know, I'm only at the age when he's 10, so we'll see how it goes, but it, it should be a pretty, pretty good read. I, I've been reading it on and off for the last like three years, but <laughs> I'm still only like 18 pages in. <laughs> I'm not a good reader. Right. Yeah. I don't, I get easily distracted, I think, but I'm still I'm still trying. Uh see Tiger Claw just posted something in chat. He says, I'm happy that AMC theaters won't file for bankruptcy. It looks like they're raising about five hundred million dollars to stay alive. Well, I'm happy for AMC. Like I don't go there that much. Yeah. Butter is weird. Plus I have the thing with Regal now. Yeah. But just to hear companies staying afloat so that when things get back to normal, they can actually get kind of back to normal. Yeah. With... Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things that it's weird to think, like, unless they really come up with a vaccine, like, I don't think people are going to run to sit in a room together, you know what I mean? So there's going to be that time period. But I hope they could stick through. I hope everybody could stick through it, regardless of whether I use it or not. Because ultimately, people like it, people need it, and it's how 
See, right now we're not thinking about theaters as much because we're stuck at home, and you know, uh, we don't have. I'll to- be honest. Yeah. Every other day, I'm thinking about the theater. <laughs> yeah. I see every day. Like I'm wow. like, fuck! I wish I could just go to the movies. Yeah. Like between the travel time and watching the movie, and that would take up so much of my day. Yeah. That I'm otherwise just fucking climbing the walls and shit. <laughs> yeah. I theaters would mean not so much, but I understand even in general, there was a time where I would go to the theater even by myself, like just cause it was a thing to do for me. It was like watching a movie by myself at home in my living room, but in somebody else's huge living room with a better screen, you know? So I would do that. Right. I would do that sometimes three times a week at some point, but it, it, you know, mm-hmm. it was also a good distraction from work because it's it's not like you're just put couch potatoing. You know, you just go, you, you're going someplace, and then eventually on the way back, I'll do my grocery shopping, whatever. You know, so it was right. It and I know a lot of people need that. You know, period. Whether it's this time or the time before or the time after, they're gonna need that little bit of of an event to go see something. You know, a little little an occasion. And, uh, and one of the main about the theater is because you're there and you're not home, like vegging out on the couch, you're not thinking about how like you should be doing laundry, right? Or you yeah. cleaning up your files and like throwing out unneeded paper. Like you're not thinking of all the ancillary, ancillary stuff, ancillary right. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you're just watching a movie. Yeah, and you like know... you can do laundry if you wanted to. Yep. Like decompressing from work too, you know. I I don't know. This probably happens to you sometimes, where you're at home watching a movie, and then you're like, you know what? I gotta do this shit real quick, and you just pause it, and then you start. Then like, oh wait, I gotta wash these dishes real quick. Oh, now I'm hungry. I gotta eat something, and then you, right. you sit back down and watch the movie, and then it's like thirty seconds before the credits. <laughs> <laughs> right. Has that that happens to you every now and then? Every now and then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll admit, sometimes I do that on purpose. Like, I'll put on a movie for white noise while I'm, like, cleaning or something. Okay, yeah. But, yeah. Actually, something similar happened yesterday where I wanted to take a nap. Or, like, I was tired, so I put on YouTube on autoplay so that I could just have it playing while I took a nap. Oh, okay. That was kind of a little freaky. I had the volume up just a tad too loud, but yeah, it was still cool. Did you have the thing where you feel like like you kind of follow what you're watching while you're sleeping? So it's like you're sleeping, right. but you're like attentive. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, that's a weird feeling. Like I feel, I feel weird when I wake up from that. <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of cool because I was watching, like, when I went to sleep, I was watching, like, uh, one type of video. But then the autoplay sent it to, like, horror stories. So I was like, well, that was kind of cool. And then I woke up and, like, during a 12-hour or, like, a one-hour horror story compilation video. So that was, like, I was, like, a kind of like that half awake sleep where you're like yeah where you're like fully attentive but you just won't move oh yeah for like three 
Four, four stories. Like, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, I... I let, let's hope theaters can, can be okay, even if I don't use them. Um, right. But yeah. Tiger Claw and Chester's. I don't want to be the guy that waits a few weeks or so to see a movie when the hype dies down. Because I want to share that experience with everyone who all seen it that same week. And yeah, I definitely get that. Like, I'm definitely more of the see it when it comes out as opposed to the wait a few weeks kind of guy. Like, if I can see a movie when it comes out, I probably will. Yeah. That, it, when Tiger Claw says it, it sounds like one of those Tiger Claw-isms. But it, it is... It is pretty true for me too. Um, there's, you know, specifically the comic book movies. You know, like I, I want to see those as soon as they come out. The Star Wars, it used to be like that. Now I can wait a week. You know, I'm okay. Um, particularly because this last trilogy was like, you know, I, I remember for you know Force Awakens. Yeah, I was there like eight o'clock the day before. Yeah, but. Right. The other two, I'm like, ah, I'll wait a, a week or or so. Um, Into the Spider Verse, I waited a week, but I was trying to see it right that when it happened. And yeah, I wasn't able to see that right when it came out, but I wanted to. Like, I wanted to be there day one because I just knew it was going to be pretty good. And then it was like so much better than pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's. I still maintain that it's one of the best Spider-Man movies, period. Yeah. Burr says, I don't want to be the guy that sees it first and then spoils it for everyone. Me neither. Uh, I'm pretty good at spoiling stuff, I think. Yeah. I I, I, I can be, too, but I don't know. I, I just I like to speak freely about it. So it's... Uh, right. Because it's part of the analysis, you know. I, I probably, I probably have a, a sense of self-importance where my analysis really means something. But yeah, and then I end up spoiling it. <laughs> but yeah, um, right. All right, let's get into this this list of anime, Joe. Man, since we are talking about being in and can't go out, my my niece asked me what anime would I recommend to watch? And I had my, my, I really just have one suggestion, but I'll get to that later. But I'm like, you know what? I got to ask Joe to make this list. Cause you're more up on anime, especially modern stuff as well as old stuff, but, but you keep up with it. So I think something you could come right. up with a good list for a 14 year old girl. And because I don't know what your niece is really into, I kind of just did a general list of stuff that's not really, or kind of getting into stuff that's not popular. Because, you know, you can go on a feed and see everything that's popular and, like, just miss a lot of stuff that is either a little older or just didn't get hyped as much. Um, and then I wasn't sure what genres to get into, but. The one thing I did try to do is not do anything too violent or too lewd. Okay. So, yeah, because, you know, I don't know her like that, and I don't want to be responsible for 
introducing her to elements that she's not ready for. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, uh, the first one is Arpeggio of Blue Steel, which is the sentient warships come to Earth and start attacking everyone. And so it's centered, the story centers around a young kid who's a top of his class at school, gets a sentient ship of his own, and starts to fight back against them. And uh, I, I really like this one. Like, the characters are pretty cool. The strategy, the war fighting, like, is interesting. Um, the enemy ships were pretty interesting. Like, their personalities and their politics within themselves. Um, the only, well, you know, we're in a quarantine, so the only really bad thing is that it's a pretty short series, uh, only going for about 12 episodes. Um, so you could probably finish it in like a day, but other than that, like it's a really good series. Um, now this isn't the one with the girls that are battleships, right? It's not the one you're thinking of. Okay. Like, I know which one you're thinking of, but it's not that one. Okay. Because when you said sentient warships, I remember remember seeing the image of the girls. That image just stuck to me, stuck with me. But I'm like, was this the name of that? I I forget the name of that one. But when you said... Yeah, I don't remember that name. Derek was into it. Uh, Derek H. But I don't remember that one. But that one was like the girls were actually ships. Right. Whereas this one, it's like... uh, the ships are ships, and the girls are, like, just projections of the ship. Okay. So, or, like, representations of the ship. They're not the actual ship. And, uh... Burr and Chessa's, that was Kanti Collection. And so, yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. That, this is a different one than that. Okay. Uh, next up, not an anime anime, it's like a French cartoon, but it's like a French magical girl cartoon uh, called Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir, which is about a magical girl uh, and her partner, a cat. Uh, uh, it's tripping on my words. But yeah, it's about a girl. She turns into the superhero called Ladybug. And uh, she has a partner called Cat Noir, and they don't know each other's secret identity. And so it's like, focuses a lot on the relationship because Ladybug, her persona Marinette, is in love with uh, Cat Noir's uh, persona, but Cat Noir is in love with Ladybug. And so they like kind of go around with that. Uh, but what makes this cool is it while it starts like a monster of the week kind of show, after a while they get into like start world building and get into the lore and how they get their powers. 
and the motivations for the main bad guy are actually pretty interesting and deep. Like, it's not just him being evil for the sake of, he actually has a goal that he's trying to accomplish, uh, a relatable goal. And, uh, it's a, yeah, like, it's a lot of fighting, like, it's stylized. Uh, it looks good, like, for the most part, the animation is pretty good. Uh, it's done by four studios, and some studios are better than others, but uh, overall, it like, that's a good-looking series. And, uh, yeah, like, it's pretty good. Like, I haven't seen all of it myself, but I've seen a fair amount. Okay. And that's pretty good. Burr in chat says uh, he's a huge fan of Kantai Collection. And it had a crossover with a Pregio in the game. And then oh. he he also says there's also Azure Lane, which is a Chinese ripoff of Kantai Collection. And he put the... Yeah, those can't think of anything for themselves. <laughs> they're always taking our ideas. Well, they're trying to... They, they try to limit their free thinking and creativity, so... Right... But if that's the if the picture he put in chat right now is the knockoff, it looks good. Like design and and, and animation wise, but we'll see. Right. Um, is your niece into sports? Uh, no, I don't think so. She's not into sports, right, baby? Is she into sports? No, we don't think so. <laughs> okay. Because I was going to recommend iShield 21, okay. which is a football anime, like American football anime, yeah. which I haven't watched, but my brother watched it uh, through the end. Yeah. And it's a really interesting concept. Like, it's about a boy who gets bullied a lot, and so he ends up because he's always running away from bullies he's like gets super uh, fast yeah and they see like the captain of the football team sees that he's super fast and so they uh basically recruit him to the football team and they have his helmet has an eye shield on it so that you can't tell who he is because they're worried he might get poached uh from by other clubs so it's like, it's an interesting concept that I never got around to checking out. Yeah. I know with, but, with animes, like, even if you're not into the sport that they're based on, like, there's, a lot of them are so character-driven. And this isn't by any means my experience with it, because I haven't seen them. But from what I hear from people and people that have talked about sports animes on the show in the past, is that they, they're whether you like the sport or not, like, you're going to get, like, the characterization and in the story. Right. Like there, there was a sports anime that I did watch, but I couldn't remember of the title of it. So I wasn't able to recommend it, but it was about a girl's baseball team, uh, not princess nine. And, uh, it was more like a, a, like a more, uh, what's the historical. So, 
Yeah, like at a time where girls weren't playing baseball, they formed their own team, and then they end up uh, training and going up against a male team. And uh, it was pretty good, like, because the characters were really interesting. I'm not a huge baseball fan, but it was interesting to watch. Okay. Um, if your niece likes action, yeah, there's does. a good called Ushio and Tora, which is about a boy named Ushio. He finds a demon in his, uh, in his, like, in a shrine, like in a shrine basement. And he ends up freeing the demon and they fight monsters together. Even though the demon doesn't really like him at first, they soon become friends and uh, fight monsters together. Now, I know this one is a little violent, but it's not like over the top gore. So, like, it's like just action show violent. Okay. So it's like, yeah, not too graphic. Um, and that's a good watch. It's got a few episodes, so it'll take some time to get through. It's all pretty interesting. And uh, my last recommendation for the day is Yona of the Dawn. Uh, it's another action show, and it's about this... Uh, one princess, or whatever they call them in Japan. It's her 16th birthday, and her father gets killed. And uh, she has to flee her kingdom in order to find these, like, four dragons so that she can unite them and take her kingdom back. And this one is good. Like, I say dragons, but they're, like, people with, like, dragon powers. Oh, okay. And so, like, yeah, like, it's pretty cool. Like, uh, formulaic isn't a bad thing in this case. You know, they go, they find the dragon, they deal with an issue in that town where they find them so that the dragon's free to go join her on the quest. Um, and it's, it's pretty good. Uh... The one bad thing I will say about it is that it only got one season. So, like, once she collects the dragons, the story just stops. But it's still a good ride to get there. Okay. And what did you say this one was called again? Yona of the Dawn. Yona of the Yeah, I think you kind of, from my uh, experience, I think you might have kind of, you kind of gave pretty good ones. I think she's going to like these. Uh, she's, she's into My Hero Academia a lot. And that has, you know, your action, but your character development and, and you know, multiple characters that you can actually, like, identify with, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think I, I think she's gonna like this list, and then you know I'm gonna see if I can get to her record a review of your list, and then we'll have another show in the can. Let me give her one more, then. I'm sorry. Uh, let me give her one more anime. Okay. 
is uh, Akami Gakel. Okay. And it's about this one uh, this one boy leaves his village to go to the big city so he can earn money to uh, to uh, you know send back to his village. And when it turns, when he gets there, he finds out that the people in the city are super corrupt. And he ends up joining a band of assassins that are fighting to, uh, that are fighting against the corruption in the city. And uh, it's like a samurai thing. And Burr uh, says that Kami got killed is super violent, though. It's. From what I remember, it is violent, but it's like not like body parts everywhere. But there is killing; they do kill the bad guys. I think it might be okay. And if I remember correctly, there's only one pervy scene in it, and it's really quick. So. I don't think it'll be too offensive. Yeah. To my memory, maybe two pervy scenes. But um, one of the cool things about Akami Got Kill is the weapons, which each person has like a special weapon that has a power built into it. And so the weapons end up like being like pretty interesting in how they use them is like pretty cool. So yeah, that one is a good one also. Sweet. All right. So I'm going to see if, uh, I'm going to see if I could get her to review these individually. <laughs> but Cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll see from there. Uh, Burns says, oh, if she likes My Hero Academia, she'd probably like Tiger and Bunny. I need to watch Tiger and Bunny because it, it actually has an interesting history behind it. Where I think the whole thing, I don't know. If, yeah, I, have, I forget the history, but I know there was a lot of like... Uh, it was like funded by sponsorships... Okay. It's supposed to be good. I just haven't gotten around to watching it yet. Yeah, I've actually been writing down the... Oh, look who decided to show up in chat. Larry. Um, Yeah, I've been writing down Burr's suggestions, too, because, you know, you giving her five, and then Burr pretty much gave her, what, four or five? So that... That should... She should... That should hold her over for the whole... <laughs> lockdown right um, and as far as I'm going back looking through uh, like free I've heard of and that's supposed to be really good yeah I haven't heard of the archery one but yeah he's like got some really good suggestions yeah. according to Burr free has a lot of hot guys in it I did hear that. All right. Well, yeah, Joe, man, thanks for your for your suggestions, and I'll pass them along and see how she 
I'll check in on her, see how she's holding up with it. She's not traumatized by a commie got killed. I, well, last Wednesday, Joe, we talked about that weird news story where it says Friday is Wednesday now. And we didn't know what it meant. And it turns out that there's a comic book called Friday that came out that Wednesday. And uh, it's on Panel Syndicate. Uh, Marcos Martin's um, publishing company where basically you pay whatever you want for a comic and you don't have to pay anything because they actually do they get uh, once it's already done and in there and people have read it they put out the print one and you can buy the print one if you want or other people buy the print one so it's a it's a way of making a little cash without having a crowdfund and the people that want to get it without the time. And then, you know, people come and, and see. Like, even if they buy the print one, the second volume is on digital there. And then maybe eventually that'll come out. You know, they have a, a, a interesting business model. I, I wouldn't call it great because I, I have no experience in doing that, you know. But it, mm-hmm. it, it seems it's easy for us. Like, I, we got a new comic this Wednesday. Like, probably the only new comic that came out, <laughs> you know. And uh, right. in reading it, um, you know, I, so I bought, I paid five bucks for it cause you pay what you want, but it just felt to me, it's a 30 page comic in creator owned. Like if I was in artist alley and it was five bucks, I'd get it, you know, from Ed Brubaker and Marcos Martin, even if it was 10 bucks, I'd get it for physical, you know, so I figured digital, uh, I'll do five bucks. And that I was like, okay, I, I so I bought it, thinking, okay, I'll just put my email. They're gonna, they'll send it me the link to my email. I open my email and it's just a receipt for my five bucks, no comic. And I'm like, ah. Oh. So then I'm like, I go back to the website. There's no login, no nothing. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm buying again but this time i'm only gonna pay zero cents so i literally put zero 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 paid and then it said right when i was gonna hit pay it says oh read your comic here so i didn't even have to hit pay (laughs) for the zero cents i could just download the comic right there and i didn't do it the first time around so oh okay so yeah, so you t- you don't even have like I'm like I feel weird because there was other books that I wanted to get before, and I felt weird putting in zero 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 because I wanted to read them for free. Yeah, I didn't have money at the time; mm-hmm. I was unemployed, and, and then I never went back to Panel Syndicate. And now it's like, oh shit! All right, so I gave them the five bucks, and then, I'll, yeah, I just now I'm gonna read more comics as they come out. Um, let's see where did I? I had it here on my desktop. Yeah. Well, either way, it's written by uh, Ed Brubaker, who, like, I'm a huge fan of his, too. Um, You know, his stuff with Marvel was great. You know, they're superhero books. Superhero books that um, read, like, action movies. and, And you see his, like, if you watch Winter Soldier, like, there's a huge, like, Brubaker influence in that. 
And uh, even to the Civil War, Captain America Civil War, it, I felt it had more Brubaker influence than um, than com- comic book Civil War influence, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, so I read this, and I'm thinking, let's see what story he's doing. Now, he's done, like, his first story that I read was a book called Dead Enders. And Dead Enders is... I've always, when I used to sell comics, I would describe it to people as Archie on crack. And it's basically a dystopian future, and you have these um, these kids that are basically the Archie gang, but they're they're hustling, they're they're living in these districts where you know they're being hurt and 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 scrounging for to survive. But then you know I switched to Brubaker's other stuff and that's like you know i was expecting more of the superhero stuff for this but no it turns out it's more like dead enders which is cool too like i'm like yeah i remember uh i remember uh liking this type of brubaker story and this this is basically a young adult story where they're not <laughs> young adults anymore <laughs> they're they're i guess he calls it post young adult but it's really adult but it's it's still like an in between phase you know they're coming back from college, and shit like that. And the main okay. char- the main character is called Friday, and she's she and this dude that from her hometown used to solve mysteries in the town they live in, in the main town or, or, or New England town, you know. And mm-hmm. she's back from college, and the first thing she does is the guy just he never stopped investigating. She's like, she's back to being the the investigation partner for this kid. And she's like, she's still carrying around. They, they, they kind of solve a missing person thing in this one issue. And she's still carrying out her, her, her luggage. Yeah. You know? And she jumps into action. Like she never missed it. It was, it was really cool. Like how it played out. And, and then it's like, you know, you get the, the, the story plot point where it's like, you know, this, is more than <laughs> than what it seems, and it's out for you. To and they tell the girl, and then then it ends. This has to be continued, and that's it. It was a about twenty eight page story. I was trying to find a picture to put in chat, but let's see Friday comic. Uh, Marcos. Martin, but um, but yeah, it was a, a interesting uh comic because you know when you read you know big two or big three comics, you don't get stuff like this a lot. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you, you usually got to go for your your more uh, niche books. Yeah, your dark horses, your only presses. Yeah. And one of the things about uh Yeah, it definitely feels like an only press book. That I'll put the let's see if I can put the picture in chat here. I'm still working this technology shit. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, that was easy. Oh, cool. I can drag and drop into Discord. Sweet. 
Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I put the first page and the cover not in the order they're supposed to be done because I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> but the art, yeah, it's really nice with the colors and the yeah it's, line is really good. Mm-hmm. It's it's muted colors and but it really adds to that effect of the light. <laughs> yeah, that really stuck out to me. And then the blue greenish hue is really adds to the coldness of the environment. And I mean, Larry, I mean, Larry, Joe, you've read some Marcos Martin stuff and I remember you not liking the art and that's on like, I think Joe should check this out because this is not his, this is not how he did that art in the past. Remember those Spider-Man backup stories that Stan Lee wrote? Oh yeah, I remember. And that art was like kind of old school, but not like... And I remember you being a little critical about it. They weren't your thing. And uh, yeah, I only like that one panel. Right. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man saying, giving the thumbs up. Because even though he wasn't saying it, the panel looked like he was giving like a sarcastic kind of fuck off answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because um, uh, I yeah, remember that because it was over a patent issue. Where Peter Parker, that's when he was in, like, that genius school. Yeah. And the big fat guy thought he uh, infringed on his patent. And he was like, okay, whatever. I got to go do Spider-Man shit. (laughs) And, yeah, I hated the art (laughs) in that that story. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But that I don't know if that was editorial decision or, or what, or he feels he has to do something a certain way for Marvel, but this is definitely not like that, like throughout the comic. And it, it's, it's very, uh, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed this book. I'm not even a fan of young adult stuff as much. It's usually, it's more in the TV section and sometimes movies, like the characters just seem annoying to me, you know, maybe in books, might be a little easier to get into for me. But... I remember I was watching a young adult movie once, and the line was like, she said this line, the guy said a line that it was so fucking cliche, I actually started laughing out loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I couldn't believe it. It's so cheesy. Do you remember the movie? You know, I don't remember the movie, the name of it, but it was basically the girl, like, I remember it being a terrible movie. Like, there's come some kind of invasion, and the main girl, everyone's asking her to solve the problems, even though she shows no skill or efficiency for doing so. It's just that because she's the main character, everyone's asking her to solve problems. And the love interest is like a spy for the bad guys. And uh, they get to the part where she finds out he's a spy. And he does the line where he's like, yeah, I was working for them. But that was until I met you. (laughs) (laughs) Just remember, he makes me laugh. Like, it was just so damn cheesy. (laughs) It it always kind of makes me laugh when because there's always that twist where it's like yeah, you're, you know I I was a bad guy until I met you like it happens so often and 
everybody just is okay with it for the most part. <laughs> like, but they did right. it. In, they did it in Sabrina too. Like they they spent the whole time making sure telling this guy's evil. This guy's evil, and he's gonna get caught for being evil. And then he doesn't. Nothing that he does for being evil pays off because it was the, all the showing, all the the telegraphing of his evilness is basically just for that twist that it's you're gonna see coming like it's almost if he actually ended up killing that character or hurting that character or making that character learn to not be so trusting like it would be a surprise at this point you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it's so weird (laughs) yeah like when you were describing that scene i was like i think i've seen this movie and it's like yeah it's in every every it's not even a young adult thing anymore it's almost yeah, yeah. It's probably a Shakespeare thing. He probably did it first. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think so, that isn't that like the Taming of the Shrew? Is that that's where that kind of started? Where he's like working for something to get that girl, that girl to be a girly girl, and then it was like somebody paid him. I think that's Taming of the Shrew. Yeah, yeah. Taming of the Shrew. And but then he, which falls in I love. never. Taming of the Shrew, but I saw um, Ten Things I Hate About You, yeah. which was based on the Taming of the Shrew. Yeah. I, was, I was telling you about Taming of the Shrew, but I was really just telling you that movie. Because <laughs> that's the only thing <laughs> I <I've seen. laughs> Right. <laughs> but but um, yeah, the girl in that movie, the girls has a stuck up, like a kind of a, not prissy, but like a like a shrewish sister. Yeah. And the dad, like, uh, you can only go out to a party if your sister goes. And so she pays the guy to take her out and, like, get her to go out more so that she can go out more. Yeah. (laughs) That was a good movie. It was pretty good. But, yeah, I give Friday... uh... I would give it an easily a four and a half out of five. I, I mean, it, it's it's as close as a five as I would give. You know, if it was a complete story, I would probably do the. Uh, yeah, I would. If it was a complete, like I would get the end in it too. I'd, it'd probably be a five. I, I can see this ending well, paying off. Um, there is a little prose section, like uh, like you know, you know how they do the letters columns in comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, on the first issues, they don't have any letters. So there's a like a little essay by Ed Rubaker talking about how he thought of this idea, how it got influenced, and how he never thought to do it until Marcos Martin told him, "Hey, you want to write something for me to draw on Panel Syndicate?" And it's like, boom! He's like, he said he always had this in the back of his head, and you know, as soon as Marcos told him. Hey, you want to write something? Like, boom! This is what came out, and uh, and it seems pretty organized, pretty fleshed out. Like, I already feel like I know the characters with minimal, minimal interaction. Like, they talk to each other and everything, but there's very little backstory. You know, it just drops you in, and I like that. And I love the yeah. Like, this is a great yeah. And the way uh, the way they yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Uh, Burr in chat says, order is hard. Yeah. 
And I like that coloring. Yeah. He's right. The coloring is good. Um, and, and see, the, I don't know if you noticed, but each page is two pages of the comic book, right? And that's because of the way that they do things on Panel Syndicate. The, the way they've done Panel Syndicate in the past, when I've read it, I read a book called Private Eye. And the full, like, it's designed to be kind of the size of an iPad screen or a tablet screen or even this a surface pro screen um to where we when you turn it to the side it's one page view and when you turn it when you turn it on portrait it's uh one page view and when you turn it landscape it's two page view but the other private eye the private eye that i uh comic that i read was not like that it, one page was one page and then when you actually print it out when you mm-hmm. actually get the printed edition, it's just an otter-sized book. You know, it's almost sideways, like you read it sideways. You know what I mean? Like, instead of the spine being on the long side, it's on the short side. And, right. And that's kind of cool, too, but it still fits, like, in the comic sleeve the same. It's just sideways. And I guess they changed the way they do that because that was the first book to get printed by them. Everything else was just digital. So now it's like, okay, I buy, I really get the sense that this is going to come out physical sooner than later, you know? Like, there's probably already a plan, because even if you look at the cover, like, yeah, it's a cool cover because it's landscaped like that, but it really, like, you could see where the spine's going to go, you know? <laughs> right. And uh, it, it kind of, if anything, that's the half point I take away, and that's like a technical thing, not a, uh, you know... Not an uh, artistical thing, you know what I mean? Hmm. So but... now I will say, if you do it in half, I think the landscaping is what really makes this cover. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, it does. I I can't like if you just see because it's that darker side that really pushes that lighter side forward, you know. Right. And it kind of fits the story. So, like, when you actually get open your PDF file on your screen, that's the first thing you see is just that white page. And then you scroll and you get the others. Like, that white page was, like, what really hit me. I'm like, oh, man. But, you know, I got to experience that. The people that buy physical probably won't. Yeah. It's still a decent cover. Yeah. But... Yeah, the landscaping is what kind of what makes it. Yeah. But eh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, I'm going to do this heavy metal minute real quick, and then I'm going to jump into news. Before news, oh. the there was something I kind of wanted to talk about, oh, yeah. something I just watched uh, last night and early this morning. Uh, There's a cartoon based on the book series, The Last Kids on Earth. And it's about this zombie monster apocalypse happening. And this uh, kid uh, is stuck in his treehouse because uh, his foster family left without him. And so he's basically trying to survive and find his friends from school 
uh, so that they can like kind of survive together. And it's really good. Like I watched the first season yesterday, which was easy because it's only one episode. And uh, it's really cool. Like it's like a CGI thing, but parts of it I think are 2D or at least look 2D. And they are so good with like the cinematography, like the angles they use, the action sequences and movements are like really great to look at. Okay. And it's, uh, yeah, it actually ends up being like a pretty good story too. Um, I know the main character is kind of annoying to me, but that's just me. Like I'm not a huge fan fan of the archetype but he's not as bad as like some others but uh the characters actually end up being pretty interesting and uh season two just started today or just came out today oh nice and i'm i'm like halfway through the second episode and yeah seeing them interact and where they're going with the story because the first one was just about them and now they've like found a cool monster community of monsters that aren't like trying to kill everything. And uh, yeah, they're like starting to get into the lore and finding out why the monster zombie apocalypse happened. And uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, it's rated TV Y7. So the violence is definitely not, as much as I would like, but it's still decent. Like, they don't really hurt zombies. Uh, like, a couple get eaten by monsters, but mostly they just, like, blunt force attacks. Uh, they're trying not to kill them. And uh, they do kill monsters, though. Uh, while some of the violence is, like, they sh uh, just insinuate. Uh, they do show, like, some strikes. Okay. And, uh, yeah, though, it's it's pretty good. Like, it's way more interesting. Well, no, it's not. Like, I only started watching because I heard it was interesting. But, yeah, it stood up to the hype that I read. And the guy that wrote the books is actually involved with the production. So I'd never read the books. Like I've only just heard of it and I'm not going to read the books because the books are skew younger than what I generally read. So I'm not going to do that. But I assume that it's a faithful translation if he's involved. Hmm. And it's pretty good. It's another thing your niece might consider watching. Yeah. So you watched the whole season yesterday? Well, it's like one episode. It's like oh, okay. 50 minutes. Oh, all right. And then the second season is another 50 minutes? or No, this one's a 10 episode, uh, 30 minutes each. Oh, okay. So they did like a pilot thing and then... Right. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll put pass that on on the list. Um, what would you rate? You might just visually, yeah, like I'll probably check. You it. might enjoy checking it, it out. It's on Verve too. 
No, this one's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Oh, sweet. All right. Yeah, I'll probably check that out then. Um, oh yeah, let me do this heavy metal minute and then jump onto onto the news. All right. So all these cancellations going on and postponements of events and concerts and everything is really hitting people hard. <clears throat> Mnuchin posted a video or said in an interview that he believes people could live t- uh, 10 weeks on $1,200. Um, of course, Scotty and Lewis, frontman for Carnifex, had a comment. And he basically commented on that video saying Carnifex lost over $250, $250,000 with our tour cancellation. Uh, I personally lost about $6,000. I don't get to tour for six more months. Burn these people alive. Um, yeah, he, he explained that, you know, his income's a little different than $1,200 for 10 weeks, you know, as most people's are. But uh, he remained positive, and he, in the follow-up tweet, he put, We'll survive. Our fans and our label Nuclear Blast have our backs like no other. The whole thing is fucked, though. So much great talent needs a chance. Um, Nuclear Blast, their record label for Carnifex, uh, they set up a fundraiser so fans can directly donate to the band. And you can do that through PayPal or NuclearBlast.com. Um... While this quarantine shutdown is going on, Tool is looking to record an EP. Uh, <laughs> Danny Carey did a he did a webinar with Berkeley Bass. He did a Berkeley Bass webinar, and uh, in it he said, uh, "I'm hoping during this downtime, as soon as we're able, maybe we'll get together, Justin and I and Adam, and maybe start hashing out some new Tool stuff. In the meantime, maybe write another EP since." We're down and we can't do anything else. I'm just waiting on that, you know, waiting around, but that's all very, that's all I've really got going on. Yeah, so maybe we'll get a new tool sooner than later, because, <laughs> you know, it took like 13 years to get Fear Inoculum. So we'll see, maybe by the time they finally get to record an album, this thing's over and they'll be distracted again. Um... Ivan Moody, frontman for uh, Five Finger Death Punch. Uh, you, you've probably heard of his struggles in the past. He had a meltdown on stage. He, his mom was going through an illness. And he was going through substance abuse problems. Uh, he suffers from anxiety and PTSD, uh, which caused him to react those ways. But right now, he's actually he started a company called Moody's Medicinal. And he basically, he found the benefits of the CBD um, to him with his anxiety and PTSD. And he gave his mother some and helped her with her chronic illness. So he developed a company and he, that company is now making hand sanitizers, CBD hand sanitizers. And he'll be donating a ton of it to uh, veterans. It says... uh, Moody's Medicinals will distribute free CBD hand sanitizer sprays to all previous customers and will donate several thousand of sanitizers to veteran-led charities in the U.S. Uh, and he has a quote here. He says, Many people are experiencing the uncertainty of this moment, none more than our veterans. 
over 10% of our veterans have PTSD in a given year. We have to make sure we are keeping our veterans in mind during this difficult time. So yeah, so he, he'll be doing that. Um, you can buy their CBD. Normally it's a CBD lozenge. And uh, you can get that. They're vegan. They come in all flavors. And they're potent. That's the important thing. The dosage is, is on point. Um, Deftones are looking to finish their album while they're in quarantine. Um, they already recorded it, so right now they're like mixing it. And uh, in a in a Instagram live Q and A, uh, drummer Abe Cunningham had this to say: "We are currently mixing it. Given the current situation, it's been a bit difficult to get everyone in the same room. We can't, so we're at least doing still doing that. I wanted to thank you for your patience, obviously, and of course your interest in that. It's coming." So yeah, we'll probably get a new album out of hold for Deftones. We've been waiting a long time. Um, the Deftones has also started a Twitch uh, channel, and they post regularly a lot of live shows and stuff like that. So something to keep you your Deftones fix uh, satiated. I'm Moses Magnum. This has been the Heavy Metal Minute. Should have a like, uh, like her. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. So yeah, Joe, you got any news? I do. Let's see. So Sega Heroes, which is a match three game, uh, available for iOS and Android is closing their servers on May 21st. Uh, in a statement, uh, they said, uh, after five years of fruitful collaboration, Sega and Demiurge have decided to take different paths. In a common agreement, Demiurge is to assume full ownership of their studio. Regrettably, that means we will have to discontinue Sega Heroes. Consequently, here's the timeline for Sega Heroes. So April 16th, in-app purchases will be deactivated. Uh, all legendary events, Drimogen boss battles, daily rewards, VIP levels, and Taiga Sejima are unlocked uh, for everyone. And on May 21st, the servers will be deactivated. Uh, if you've made a real money purchase on or after March 17th, uh, you can apply to your store uh, for a refund. Oh, they're offering a refund. That's good. Right. I mean, it sucks that they have to shut everything down, but, you know, it's... It's... 
I want to say bittersweet for me. Just because I'm glad I don't have to, like, I was probably spending way too much money on it anyway. So that's good that I'm not going to be spending that money. Yeah. <laughs> also, I because they're releasing everything, like, outright, and they've got, like, a new map where you can just get a shit ton of character shards, like, I'm leveling up super quick, and I should be able to beat the game by the deadline. Oh, nice. So that's cool. Yeah, well, that's a good thing, because if you can't beat it, then that's going to (laughs) suck. Right. Um, Dude, this Jim Lee joint you put in chat, it it was amazing before it was colored. Yeah. And then it got colored, and it was like, man... Yeah, it, that the the this dude named Jeremy Roberts colored it. Jim Lee posted it on his Instagram. He's been doing these auction pieces, and I really want that <laughs> that endless Sandman and the endless one. When I saw it, I really wanted it, and then now the colored, it's like, man, I hope I hope they could make a print of that. That would be a good piece to have on the wall, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I really like that Wildcats too. Like the Grifter one. I don't know if you got to see that. I put up. up it was the first one I put up. No, it, it's good. Like, I appreciate more the effort. Yeah. But I like Zealot's costume without all the non. Not like. I like it when she shows more skin. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. Like, it's amazing. Like that, uh, I forgot what the demons are called in Wildcats. Well, you see it, and then it's shadow, like at the bottom right. Like, it's really good. It's like, man, like when you're looking at these works uh, that he's been doing for like the past 16, 15 days. Yeah. Could really, like, no wonder it takes this guy forever to like finish anything. Well, not like. There's that, but I also had like because I see him usually drawing on Instagram a lot, and he's like he'll do doodles, you know, and then but this is actual finished stuff for the most part, and it just kind of reminds me of the time that we were waiting to talk to him, and uh, we were waiting to talk to him, and you're just like you tell Larry, ask him to draw something. Look at his hand is even in that motion, like he's looking like he wants to draw something right now. <laughs> And then right. he, he heard us and he got, he just looked at us like, oh, these guys are here. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, he, uh, it just reminds me like, man, this guy just wants to draw. He's got a lot of time on his hands. Uh, Oscar in chat says, Jim got a lot of time to draw without the constant hot and cold running poon juice. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but, but, Tiger Claw says, no more Sega Heroes for you. There are still some mobile games on Sega properties, like Sonic Mobile Games. Uh, Burr says, wow, crazy. Didn't think that these games could die. Well, when they die, it is mostly licensing. Yeah. Disagree that kills them. Yeah. Unless they're just completely non-popular and no one's playing, but um, yeah, it's a shame. 
in the second games, like, I don't know, for the most part, they don't really speak to me. Like, I've tried some of the runners, and I know there's a Sonic Mania game that I'm not sure I want to try. I don't know. Uh, Burr says I should switch to Magi, uh, Magia Record. And one of the things, too, right now is that my phone is super shitty, and most games do not run on it. Like Sega Heroes, and I think the TMNT Legends, I can like do but for the most part. But most other games will just crash. Like I was doing Clash of Clans, and that was constantly crashing. Uh, My Little Pony was constantly crashing. Uh, G.I. Joe War on Cobra wouldn't even start. Um, yeah, I need a better phone if I'm going to get into the big games. Uh, my friend wants me to play that, uh, I'm just going to say Don Machi. Um, fuck, what is the English title? Like, I'm got fucking race syndrome right now. Uh, is it? Is it possible to pick up girls in a dungeon? Oh, yeah. Like, he play that game. But, yeah, that's too big. It won't run on my thing. Uh, Hex says, TMNT Legends, what's that? It's a mobile game. It's a turn-based role-playing game uh, with t- the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, you start off with Leo, and then you collect other heroes. I know currently my team was like Leo, uh, Leo, Casey, April, uh, what's her name? Nashiva. Can't think of her name. And like another game and uh, another character. And you basically play, you could use experience points to level up, uh, collect more characters, make your characters stronger. Um, it's actually a decent game. Uh, just recently, it has started crashing out on me, so I stopped playing. But yeah, if you're a Teenage Mutant Ninja fan, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan, because the characters they have like a lot of characters, like and a lot of different versions. Because the story is like the realities are merging, so it's like they have the you know the current Ninja Turtles. They have the Mirage Ninja Turtles, the Movie Ninja Turtles, the Terrible Movie Ninja Turtles, <laughs> and uh, characters from all of those. Um, yeah, so it's like, it, it's pretty cool. And I'm pretty sure it has pretty much every prominent Ninja Turtle character in it. Like, I didn't see Tattoo, but then... I wouldn't even remember Tattoo if I hadn't seen a video on him, like, recently. From the plant, the Turtleoid Planet uh, special. Joe, you should get the Razer phone. The, not the Motorola, but the, you know, that company Razer that makes, like, the headphones and the keyboards? Mm-hmm. They made a gaming smartphone. Like, it has, like, insane ram and all that 
Oh wow! But even like maybe I, I will. Yeah, and the reason I say that is because it seems like you know you you play games on it a lot, so that'll be good for you. But it also has like crazy like if you're using it just as your phone, it'll probably last you like eight years because it, it's so powerful, you know. Mm-hmm. So it might be something to look at. I, I posted the link of it for Amazon. It's a it's a renewed one, a refurbished one. So it's like it's still about four ninety nine, but compared to like if you're gonna buy an iPhone or something, that's probably gonna last you like three years. This is probably the better deal, you know. Right. I'll look into that. And it's I believe once the second stimulus package starts. Yeah, you haven't got yours yet. No, I got the first one, but that oh. went to rent and bills, and my internet is back on now. So oh, okay, cool. That's pretty much gone. Yeah. But you know, yeah, I took care of what was important first. Cool. Because not evicting isn't the same as. Not being evicted isn't the same as you don't owe rent. Right. And it's easier to just... Like, if you haven't been paying your rent, yeah. well, once they come out, they are going to ask for it, and they will evict you if you don't have it. Yeah. Yep. And then the thing is, you got to pay... Let's say it takes three months. You got to pay double for three months just to be even. Yeah. And you're not going right. to start earning that. You're not going to start earning double your wage when you come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. People were like, because you know they're telling me you should uh should apply for the that you know paycheck protection thing for small businesses and I'm like yeah, but it's only forgivable if I use it to pay people. Like I don't have employees. I have independent contractors, and I right. I could still do that, but they pay rent to me on the booth, so it's not it it wouldn't work. And it's only forgivable in my case, just twenty five percent of it. And it's like, nah, I'm not gonna put myself in a hole. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Uh, in other news, uh, you remember the lady that played Karen Page? Uh, in Daredevil, the Netflix series. Yes. She was on Joe Casada's. Uh, was it? Not drink and draw, but morning warm up show, like YouTube show. <clears throat> and she like she doesn't think she's gonna work again in acting. Like Oh really? How come? Well nobody's really calling her for stuff and even before this pandemic, like after Daredevil, like people just I don't know if they, they see her as that character, but they never think of her as like, Oh, she'll be good for this part. Or and or it should even just get rejected, like. So she doesn't. She's like it, it says. Uh, uh, one of the things she says is any of these professions where you put a piece of your soul into your work that becomes part of your identity, and then she feels that it's something like that that where it's like she's so tied into the Karen Page thing that <laughs> that she might not. They might look or not look at her for something else. Um. Uh- well, one, you can't just wait for people to call. you got to audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Secondly, she should talk to, and I don't know if she has the connections to do this, but she should definitely talk to Patrick Stewart 
because he went through the same thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was like trying out for movies and people would just straight up ask him like, why would I want Jean-Luc Picard in my movie? And yeah. he was eventually able to get over that uh, hurdle. But yes, you might want to talk to him and get some tips for succumbing, uh, overcoming that. Yeah. But, you know, and or transfer voice acting. Yeah. There, there's definitely ways to do it. <clears throat> but, you know, it, the thing is, it's this was all, you know, leading up to to now where everything shut down, you know. So now it's even mm -hmm. trickier. Uh, but, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio, the dude that played Kingpin, he, he came to her defense and said, you know, says Deborah Ann Wall, this is off of Twitter, at Deborah Ann Wall can play any part written for an actor to play. I think of her as being one of my favorite scene partners in my career because of her talent. Every actor depends on their scene partner. You'd be lucky to have her with you. Unstoppable, a gift to storytelling. And then the dude that uh, played Punisher, John Barenthal, he says, that right there is the truth. Big love to both of y'all. What an honor. Enjoy to have rolled with you guys. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, and I mean, Vincent, like someone with as much range, yeah, and talent, like that's fucking saying a lot. Yeah, yeah, it it, it is. It, like, I he's he's so good because I've seen him in so many things, right? But right now, since the last thing I really saw him in was Kingpin, like I picture, like <laughs> I picture that tweet. Like him talking to it in the white suit, talking about the actress in the Kingpin <laughs> voice. <laughs> yeah, but it, it that that performance for the Kingpin just stayed so burned in my brain. Like I don't think I could ever see another Kingpin. You know. Mm-hmm. And it really erased the Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> While well, I love Michael Clark Duncan, but that's yeah. not the Kingpin we wanted. You know. Right. Um, I didn't like him as Kingpin. No. And it wasn't just him, it was the writing too. Yeah, it was definitely the writing. Like, if, I don't know if they tried to make him, I, I feel like the the way they wrote for him is based on the fact that he's a black guy. So he kind of sounds like somebody that came up from the hood and got powerful, you know what I mean? Instead of just like mm -hmm. an educated person, like that had money and privilege and was able to acquire the training to fight, because you know Kingpin is a, a bit of a fighter. You know, he he practices and and took lessons because he had that opportunity, and he had education. You know, and it's like if they would have just wrote it straight up, like how Kingpin's supposed to be, like if they were would have wrote it how they wrote it for Anafrio. For Michael Clark Duncan, it probably would have been a little better, you know? That movie itself right. is almost unsavable, but... And I hated his complete lack of surprise when finding out Daredevil was a blind guy. Yeah. How, how does that not throw you back? Like, throw you <laughs> off? Like, it doesn't throw me off because I've been watching the movie from the beginning. Yeah. But why are you not thrown off? 
<laughs> yeah, it, it's it's crazy. Let's not talk about that movie. Um, <laughs> um let's talk about another movie, man. Thor four. Uh, Taika Waititi, the the director for Thor Ragnarok, he's gonna be doing Thor four again, and in quarantine, he decided to do a screening with commentary of Thor Ragnarok. And um, he, on Instagram Live, he's there, and he was joined by, you know, cast members, because, you know, you could join in on people's live videos. You can only do two at a time. But they would call him up and talk about their scene and then hang up, and another one would call, and then, you know. So, but they discussed that Thor 4 is going to have space sharks. Oh. Have you... Uh, I don't remember if that was a thing or not. It, it, it was, and it, they, it recently came up in Jason Aaron's run uh, with Thor, and it, the space sharks live... They orbit around uh, Gore the God Butcher's planet, and they just eat the remains of the gods that he kills. And... Uh, in the particular story that he referenced um, was uh, it, it was Thor, young Thor, and future King Thor are attacked by the Star Sharks when they went to the planet. In the comics, they call them Star Sharks, but he referred to them as Space Sharks in the feed. So, um, yeah, so he says he's going to put star sharks in the movie. So it, it kind of makes people think like, Oh my God, are we going to get that movie? Is that what's going to be it? We're going to get the three Thors from three timelines and you're going to fight is God is Gore, the God butcher going to be like, is he going to be the main villain? Like, you know, everybody's supposing just because he's mentioned star sharks, which, you know, if we had that mentality, when we, talk about these mcu movies we would have been like oh they're doing they're doing sakar oh that means we're gonna have world war hulk and that never happened (laughs) you know (laughs) like it's like you can't do that with these movies anymore you know it's like they can put whatever they want they they can literally just have a, a a star shark go by for no reason as they're traveling through the cosmos you know like you could just see them off in the distance and they could avoid uh, the God Butcher all over, <laughs> all together, and you just see the sharks circling around the planet. So, but these people, like, they, they try to make these suppositions thinking these movies follow comics. So Speaking of Jason Aaron, and I'm probably wrong, but I believe when I was on Twitter, I saw him putting himself up for auction. Himself. So, he basically is a guy that just doesn't do podcasts. Uh-huh. But if the auction uh, with the funds going to that one charity, uh-huh. uh, if you auction high enough, if you win the auction, he'll like go, he'll appear on your uh, podcast. I wonder how much we could get him for. I don't know. I, would you want Jason Aaron? Um, sure. Like, 
Um, I mean, I can't remember what he does at the moment, but to be honest, I wouldn't mind, like, especially for the show. Yeah. Like, it'd be great to have guests on again. And it'd be publicity that we won the auction. (laughs) Right. And anyone in the, anyone in the, like, industry that I can talk cartoons to is, like, a good thing. Yeah. Uh, in chat says Oscar be drunk says Thor Sharknado crossover. Hex says three Thors versus three Jokers. Let's do it. This crossover in Marvel DC. Uh, versus Star Sharks. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> Star Star Sharks aren't that strange. Like I'm surprised. I'm I'm sure Marvel has had them for a while. If I don't think it's a Jason Aaron thing that's new, but even if they, I know like DC has space dolphins, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's like, like the first thing I thought of uh, when you said that was like Lobo and the space dolphins. Uh, Tiger Claw says, "I don't know if these movies can have Scar in it. Who's Hulk's son?" Uh, yeah, again, it doesn't matter. Like, they, they did the story without actually doing the story. They just used the element and changed it. And that's that's my whole point. Like, you can't... Right. You can't expect... For, oh, go ahead. You can't expect... Just because they have something from the source material, you can't have it... You can't expect it to be the source material, you know? Right. Like, as good as these Marvel movies are... They kind of pull shit from out of nowhere right. and call it what they want. Mm-hmm. And yes, I do like these movies and they're good, but, you know, Civil War wasn't Civil War. It was Cap versus Iron Man. Right. It was their breakup movie. Right. Uh, Hex says LMAO. The movies can't have Scar because they did nothing to set up for Scar. And then Tyreclaw says, actually, it's possible because Hulk was on a Scar for two years. He could have slept with some alien on that planet and got her pregnant. But that's not the point, heck. The point is he didn't get some alien pregnant. He got the queen pregnant and became the the king of the planet. And then the planet was destroyed and he was angry and went back to Earth. And then Scar was angry that he left. So, yeah, they can't, even if they did have Scar, it would be a plain watered-down version. And that was in the, whatchacallit movie, right? The animated joint? Yeah. And I hope, in Planet like, Hulk, that's yeah. the woman yeah. you the kid with? Yep. Did she survive in the comic? Well, what happened is the explosion killed her while she was uh about to give birth like a month away and because of the hulk's dna the baby survived in the corpse like he was born prematurely but he survived and he grew up in this the wasteland after the destruction and then he found you know a ship or something that told him what happened because remember that ship had that like AI in it that records everything, and uh, mm-hmm. 
so he figured out what happened and then was able to come to Earth after the Hulk. You know, for revenge. Uh, let's see what do we got here. Oh, Marvel tells more creators to stop working. You know, we had talked about that they put some stuff on hold and, and some titles being published, but then there was also uh, other edicts for other projects. They're like, well, you know what? Since we always do these crossovers late, why don't you, we, we keep working on it so that when it comes out, it all comes out on time. So some people get to work, some people don't. And then they just put, a, they just told a couple others to stop working uh, it says here, they, De- Declan Shalvely posted in his newsletter that he had a phone call to confirm he was continuing to work on his Punisher comic book, the first issue of which should have come out last week. But uh, some Marvel representatives confirmed to Bleeding Cool that they have paused more titles for the same reasons as a few weeks ago, but declined to share the names of the creative teams or specific titles as of yet. They stated that they would share more details in coming weeks. They also confirmed that all talent would be paid in full for their work that has been completed. So they're still paying the people that aren't working, so that's kind of cool. That's part of that whole uh, paycheck protection thing. So anybody that doesn't take advantage of that to take care of their employees is really not being... <laughs> not. They're trying to join the list of people that aren't doing shit right right now. Uh, let's see, Jim Starlin. I'm oh, sorry, say that. Say it again. Fortunately, there's a lot of those right now. Yeah. People trying to do the right thing. Yeah, because it's yeah, it's a weird thing. Because with some people, it's 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 harder to um quantify how much, like you know, because there's no in your case, it's not like you get a. a a hourly wage or a or a weekly rate, Joe. I'm hourly. Hourly, okay. But you work multiple. Like some days you work twelve hours, or is it like eight hours every time? No, like I work from as little as four hours to as many as eighteen. Okay, so but normally. A normal shift is either b- between four and ten hours. Okay. Um. So that means, and you do what? Five days a week. Give or take, yeah, between between four and six. Okay. So it's kind of it's somewhat easy to find the average of what you would make a day, you know. And then, right, and your place could possibly be like, you know what, we'll we'll give them, and then be like, you know what, we're gonna do five because it's four to six, right? So we'll do five days, that's easy, and then you can do the hourly thing, and it just give you every week a check, yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. and they don't have to pay that back. I don't think they're even paying. Uh, I don't think they're paying the six percent like tax payroll tax at all so i don't know it's there there's weird reasons why people choose not to do that and there's yeah it's weird um i know because 
our because our work can be so random there's probably one reason why they're not doing it yeah like recently uh there's been a huge fluctuation in ships mm-hmm. and we don't have salespeople enough salespeople selling parties but i'm pretty sure if my company did do that they would only support salaried workers oh yeah yeah because it's the easier way day-to-day people yeah uh oz just sent me an email of some kind of news story that just came out it says uh c2e2 sent this thing out and it says uh hashtag comics for creators is a group of comic creators authors and more who are coming together to raise money for comic book retailers and independent bookstores by holding online twitter auctions to directly benefit the comic book industry or the book industry charitable foundation and it says use the hashtag on twitter to find an item you'd like and tweet your bid in the thread it in the thread in increments of one dollar or more yeah that's kind of cool a bunch of people doing stuff uh let's see it says here marv wolfen is part of it greg capullo he did a a swamp thing that looks pretty crazy let me see if capullo's art is pretty good yeah i'm gonna put that like he was the if i'm not wrong he was the one he was working with the Scott Snyder when he was doing that Batman run, right? Right. right. Yeah, like, I still remember that one issue where he, the perspective keeps changing, and so you kind of have to flip the book around in yeah. order to read it. I put it in chat. Uh, Mar Wolfen's uh, part of it. Uh, Mitch Gerardo's. I'm sorry, say that again? It kind of looks like Clayface. You know what? I think it might be Clayface, and they just did the wrong thing. Let me check his Twitter feed. Okay. Oh, yeah. It doesn't say... It it didn't put a name. I think they just assumed it was... It was Swamp Thing. But, yeah, it does look more like Clayface. So that's news. They fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) But Uh, it's a really good picture. Yeah, it is. The Susan Eisenberg, one of the writers for Jackie Chan Adventures, is selling a script signed by the voice actress. Or, no, she's the voice actress, Susan Eisenberg. Uh, Leia Williams, you get to hang out with her on Skype, and she gives you a tour of her Animal Crossing island. I don't know who Leah Williams is, but that's what she's doing. And then Jack. I was actually binging Jackie Chan Adventures. Oh yeah. Like I was in and out of it while it was running, and I know it definitely gets better. But like I know I was the reason I was kind of in and out was like it was seemed kind of I don't know there was something about it. And I didn't like Jade. Uh, like, she was way too prominent. But go ahead. But yeah, that, that's that news story. And then, let's see what else we got here. 
Matez. Oh, yeah, they you know how they postponed Black Widow? Right. There's a bunch of delays on that. Um they're still rolling out the merchandise. So you can buy the merchandise. I guess tw- like Target and shit's still open. They have um an action figure. And I don't know, I mean, it's cool that they still uh that they still put the merchandise, but you know, it took them a long time to make action figures cuz remember when the Avengers movies came out there was no no action figures. Mhm. But yeah. It's I, weird. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like I should be fine with it. Yeah. But it you know, what's what's the thing it kind of feels I don't know, just wrong. Yeah, to me it feels like they're trying to make some money while they can, while people don't really have a chance to make money. You know what I mean? Right. And I know there's this one, uh, someone said something, and it's something I disagreed with, but they were saying to the fact that uh, you should never do merch early like if you have a product like say a web comic you don't want to put your merch out before you have a good base for your web comic uh-huh. and i didn't necessarily agree with that because good merch is good merch whether or not you support the product but uh I don't know. It's like you can't release the movie, but you're going to sell all these toys from it during a global pandemic where we kind of should only be buying essentials. I mean, I know people aren't. Yeah. Like a lot of dildos are being bought. Well, those are essentials Um, when you're locked at home and you need to, you know. Right. Like I was reading an article and people were like, Bragging about some of the useless shit they bought with their stimulus. Yeah, that's dumb. And it's like, I mean, in a perfect world, like, during a non-pandemic, a stimulus check would be exactly for that. But it, it does feel a little weird during a pandemic. But, I mean, if you can support yourself still. Yeah. Like. Why not buy something crazy? Like, yeah, if I could afford it, I would have definitely spent it on other things and rent or bills. Like, I want a new laptop and some editing software. Yeah, yeah, that for real. Like, I that's definitely a good use of the stimulus package if you if you could still earn a check. Uh, right. Burr says, uh, I'm buying lots of Lady Death condoms because I need that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually found that video I was talking about, but it didn't have any voiceover. So I got to do a voiceover on it so I could, you know, narrate what I'm doing. Um, Hex says, the toys were already being made and sent before the shit started. Uh, I guess. Comics, Tiger Claw says, comics are essential items. Don't you agree? I I do not only because if 
let's say let's say the comic shops weren't closed there you'd be going out there to buy them and risking either infecting somebody or getting infected and while we want to read comics it's essential to us on a daily life but really like if everybody could just pause for a little bit i think it'd be okay you know the only problem is you know they still got to pay the rent they got to do all this but if they were open and still had to pay employees to man the store and people weren't going like let's say it was just a 20 a 80 percent drop 75 percent drop of customers they would still they would be wasting more money than if they would be closed you know right so yeah like plus says you need comics to keep from going insane and i will say Yes, anything entertaining you can do to keep your mind off, like, to keep you inside the house. Like, yes, you have to go out to get the comics, but if you can have them sent to you and keep you inside the house, like, essential in that way, yes. I definitely agree. That's why digital is great. You know, I love digital. Like, you literally just bought, like, 40 comics yesterday. <laughs> and it wasn't Wednesday. <laughs> uh, Tyra Claus says, that stimulus money went straight to my savings account since I still get paid. Yeah, I mean, mine went straight. Like, I think I only put 200 or something in my checking account. Just to cover, like, you know, streaming service bills and shit like that. Or if I need to buy something. Mm -hmm. But the rest of it, I just just put away in savings. Because I don't know how long this is going to (laughs) last. Yeah, so it's going to back into the emergency under the digital mattress. Um, Yeah. Interesting. Like, I come across these articles all the time, like, what to do if you have a thousand dollars in the bank so that you can like grow it for you. But it's like, I can't do that right now. Cause I need that thousand to live. Right. And the thing is right now, nothing's really growing, you know? Um, I bought a bunch of stuff in, in the stock market when it was, when it went down before they shut everything down, you know? And it's staying pretty regular. Like, it dropped a little, but, you know, I know once it builds up, it'll go up, so I'm not worried. As long as it's not totally devalued, I'm fine, but I did that while I was still working, yeah? Now I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's like, I'm just letting it sit there. Hopefully, it it's there when I get <laughs> when everything gets back to normal, or as normal as it's going to get. Uh, Joe, did you, uh, did you have a problem thinking that Midnight Gospel would be Adult Adventure Time? Did I have a problem with that? Well, no. It seems that it's a problem, people assuming it's going to be Adult Adventure Time. It says here, if you thought Adventure Time was trippy, it's nothing compared to overwhelming weirdness on display in the Midnight Gospel. So the news story is like, hey, don't think it's Adult Adventure Time. It's not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't think that. Yeah. Like that's from the trailer. Yeah. Plus, it was like it's not just him, right? So, 
while yes, I do want adult adventure time and adult bravest heroes, like this didn't seem like that to me. So it's yeah, I yeah, I was just expecting something completely new. Right, like my own thing. My only uh, real issue is that I kind of wish it was him on itself, but like on his own. Like, I really do want to see what his adult content is like. Right. You know, some people, like, it's a difference between what you do with someone else and what you do by yourself. And I kind of want to just see how far he would go. Because at first, like, Bravest Warriors was kind of that. Like, you could see them doing stuff on Bravest Warriors that at the time he would not be able to get away with on Cartoon Network. But at the same time, it's like it's Planet Frederator where, yes, they're more free than Cartoon Network, but they definitely do have standards. Like, they're not pumping out adult content right. like the raunchy, sexy, sweary, killy. Like, they're not doing that. They're just a little bit harder than Network, but they're still, like, a Network. Mm-hmm. Kind of want to see him like unleashed. Kind of like we got to see Matt Groening unleashed with Disenchantment. Yeah. And it turns out he's just leashed in. He's pretty much leashed, a leashed individual. Like yeah. he has his, like he has his limit. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. It's just it is what it is. Yeah. Like it reminds me of Adam Warren, like. He has his limit. Like, he doesn't do, like, he has his amount of sexy that he does, and then he has his amount that he doesn't do. Right. And that's kind of, like, I like that. Because, you know, doing something more salacious or, or or provocative just for the sake of pushing the envelope, sometimes the story suffers, yeah? Right. And it's like, when you look at, uh, what's my dude's name? Quinto, yeah. Uh, like you look at his like the stuff he was doing on his own, like his college projects, like three in the AM PM, like that's his baseline, and you can see where he's cut back to be on Cartoon Network, but you kind of know where he would go if he was unleashed, because that's what he was started out doing, like himself unleashed, or yeah. like that's where he was. Also, the cool thing is we're going to get more of him unleashed coming in May, I think. Where his uh, new show is going to premiere on HBO Max. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's like, man, HBO Max, I'm so looking forward to it. Like, it's really going to give Netflix a run for their money as far as animation goes. Yeah. And Netflix, they're definitely trying their best to fuck with animation. Yeah. Like, doing all these, like, indie-type stories and more, not mature necessarily, but definitely not network-type network, f- network type shows. Yeah, they don't put constraints, I guess, is the way of putting it. Like, they just let you do what you do, and then, you know, they'll just fit it accordingly <laughs> in the algorithm, you know? Right. 
Like, you give them what you do, yeah. and they put a rating on it and put it in the section it goes into. Yeah. Uh, X-Force joins Fortnite. You can now play as Cable, Psylocke, and Domino, and they join Deadpool since he's already in it. And uh, According to Deadpool... I don't know how... Oh, like I've I've played Fortnite and I've never like picked a character. Like I'm always assigned a random character. Yeah, I, I tried doing it too and yeah, I didn't even think to change characters, but yeah, I I don't yeah, I didn't have an option to do it. I think like, well, I guess you have to buy them. So if you didn't buy it, you can't choose it, yeah. Oh, if you don't okay. Yeah, I'm definitely wasn't on a paid tier. Yeah. Because it's Fortnite, like... Yeah. It's just not my type of game. Like, I'd much rather read a Japanese manga about that situation. Right. Type of situation. Yeah. Like, a Battle Royale type situation where they take a bunch of high school kids and put them on an island and say only the last one left alive gets to go home. Yeah. Which is just an awesome manga. Like, you talk about characters, like, the whole thing is pretty much character-driven. And only one person can get out alive, so you know your favorite character is probably not going to make it. But you have to see for sure. You have to just keep reading. And then one girl kills, like, six people with one bottle of cyanide. (laughs) Yeah. Just by setting up a chain reaction. You know what I liked about which it? Is, what I liked oh, about go ahead. it? Yeah, what I liked about it was how, like, ran. Well, in the movie, I, I didn't read the manga, but in the movie, like, they just had random weapons. Whatever you got, you got. And then I remember there was one dude that just had a fan. And somehow he became, like, <laughs> the most armed person in his little sector. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. I've seen the movie. I just don't remember it as well as I remember the manga. Yeah. I, I honestly don't remember the movie all that much, but I remember the scene of just because he, he got the, the, the little paper fan in case he gets hot and he's just sitting on a rock by the ocean and somebody comes to talk to him and then somehow he kills that person and gets the gun. <laughs> yeah. And then he keeps going. <laughs> like, um, John Krasinski has met with Marvel. He has, uh, this is partly rumor, partly news, um, according to some website called Worldwide Geeks or something. You know, everything shut down, but Marvel, I guess, is still making moves. And they, he, so reportedly, he, they've met with John Krasinski uh, regarding various projects set in the Marvel Universe. And uh, it says the former uh, star of The Office has long been rumored and a part of fan casting to portray Reed Richards. Um, He previously lobbied to play Mr. Fantastic in February, stating, I would love to be in the Marvel Universe. And doubled down on the statements in March. He goes, I think to be part of the Marvel world would be amazing. And the fact that people would even consider me for that level of a part would be amazing. I genuinely have had no conversations 
or don't know anything that's happening with that. I'm awaiting Kevin's announcement of what the hell's happening with as much as you are. Now, that was a comment back then, but the the talks have happened recently, according to this thing. So, I, I would think Reed Richards is what they're looking at him for, because he looks stretchy. Mm-hmm. And I think he could pull off, especially after watching A Quiet Place, like, he could pull off somebody, you know, kind of using your the brain a little to in a conflict he doesn't look like out of place thinking (laughs) and then and with jack ryan like he could do some kind of suspenseful action thing too you know and i think those two things are kind of how you would make a good fantastic four movie yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah we'll see where that goes now who do you think would be his like his family (laughs) in the fantastic four if he uh if he did get the Reed Richard, like who could be good as like Sue Richards next to him? Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think we'd it'd be something we'd have to think about and discuss with the other guys. Right. Yeah. I'll write that down for a topic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll put that for Speaking Wednesday. of a quiet place, I know that was supposed to come out this month. Wait, is it still April? Fuck. I forgot when it was supposed to come out, like April or May. Yeah, I think like... Yeah. To come out. And they postponed it. Like right? I wonder, I up, oh, they postponed that? Yeah, I believe they did. Like, I know that one seemed like a small enough movie that they could probably do like that early access uh, rental slash buy it. Yeah. I think, I think they would succeed with that because a lot of people like in the theaters, a quiet place did well, but it didn't do amazingly well. You know what I mean? But on demand Mm -hmm. and after the fact, everybody that didn't see it in the theater that saw it was like, wow, this movie was really good. Like they were surprised how good it was. And so the sequel, I think more people were anticipating it than we think. And would, oh, okay. And would be willing to jump onto the rental thing if they chose to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I know I was anticipating it. Yeah. Me too. I heard about it. Like, yeah. Because the first one, yeah, it was really... I, I saw it in theaters, and it was really good. Like yeah. like I said, the ending was a little too rah-rah for me, but overall, I really liked it. Yeah. We should make Larry watch A Quiet Place. We should. I gotta grab another index card for movies to make Larry watch. Um, so we talked earlier about Marvel telling people to put pencils down and stop working but one production they didn't stop was their what if animated series it was ordered for 25 episodes and that's still they're still working on that Um, now I will say once I finally started seeing stills for that 
I did not like the art style. Yeah, it's a little... I, I don't know how it is going to work, but I did see a picture of Peggy Carter holding the shield, and it. I really like... I like the picture. So I don't know if in motion it would be different. I'm actually going to put the picture in chat real quick. But Okay. Yeah. Because that's not sure I saw yeah like that might be I um yeah once when the what if thing like I was like well let's see what they do like <laughs> my my initial thought was like okay what if the movies were like the comics you know <laughs> and then but then <laughs> <laughs> then I I saw that it was animated so it's like okay so it, they probably it's cool and then when I saw the the animation still was like, yeah, the style's a little weird, and and I don't know, I don't know, like, but when I saw this picture, I'm like, ah, I'm excited, I want to see it, <laughs> or at least this one, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, yeah, Stephen Frank, the he's animation supervisor, and uh, he was interviewed by Newsarama, and he knows like you know Disney halted production like Pixar and Marvel Studios and everything, but he said that um. They they all closed down, but he said, from what I hear, the animation has been able to keep the shows in production with everyone safely working from home. So that they they yeah that's <laughs> that's pretty much what he said. They they're all working from home. I know we we're talking about the special effects on was it yesterday or Wednesday where you can't really work from home too much with that because it's it's a little harder, but for this you can and it kind of speaks to at the beginning of this where i was like yeah i think we're gonna see a lot more animation because that's the stuff you kind of can do at home you know Mm-hmm. so yeah um but yeah i'm all out of news Burr. for today oh good burr has a story oh what do you say uh, from the tampa bay.com news a tabletop gaming store owner arrested for violating lockdown order. Oh, Turns out Magic the Gathering cards is not essential. Deputies say the owner of the Pinellas Park store ignored repeated warnings to close. Huh. So he got arrested, huh? Yeah, which... I wasn't aware they were arresting people for it. I thought they were just getting fined. Um, I know in Long Beach, in Long Beach, they they could you would get a a citation, a misdemeanor citation, and it could lead to an arrest. Um, I don't know what it takes to lead to an arrest. I don't know if it's like okay, if you don't, if you don't pay it, then you get a bench warrant or a warrant and get arrested i don't know if it's that or if it's like okay you keep doing it you arrest you arrested i didn't want to figure that out you know but i know in florida in florida they ignored a lot of it and it got out of hand quick so now they're being more desperate it well it may it makes sense that they would be more desperate to force people to stay at home uh because they they got out of hand so quick you know Mm -hmm. but that's just you know, supposition on my part. But for magic cards, like, really, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what that guy's deal is. Like, okay, I have to keep it open because the demand is so high for magic cards. <laughs> but, or, 
Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are playing online. Yeah. With the Magic the Gap Arena. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, unfortunately, that's not available yeah. for Android, like in the PC. Otherwise, I'd be playing it. Now, I'm looking at this picture you put of Peggy Carter with the shield, uh-huh. and it's a good picture. I just am not liking the art style. Yeah. Like, maybe I'll like it in motion, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Hector in chat says, well, if the dude kept ignoring warnings, that's why he was arrested. Okay. Which, yeah, I mean, if that is true, if you keep ignoring warnings. But, yeah, I think that's it for news. Yeah. Alright, um, why don't you give us some final thoughts, Joe? Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Midnight Gospel. Like, I really want to check it out. I'm, I'm anticipating enjoying it. Cool. <clears throat> and me, I'm, thank you for the anime suggestions, and Larry, thank you for not being here. And, uh, Oz, you know, he's got to work. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll be back Monday morning for uh, maybe a movie Monday or something. I don't know yet. But, uh, yeah, as always, we'll be here 10 a.m. Pacific time right here, as always, on allgames.com.